I did let them know that I was serious. And within the next 20 minutes, I pulled off two more trades that made it worthwhile. Pawn stars. You ever heard of that? I have. Okay. I can make sure that I have a second in my pocket to save for a player that I can use mid-season if I'm competing. And I had three thirds. I get to do that while playing with eight extra bench pieces. And Puka Nakua might be in there next year. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you consumable dynasty perspective. I am Wyatt, and tonight I've got Matt with me here to talk about some trading in the offseason, which is an interesting subject, I think, this time of year, because trading can get kind of hard, but Matt has found the cheat code, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. So first, Matt, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you? It's uh, it's it's nice and restful off season. How are? Uh, yeah, I li- like that time off. Um, yeah. gives me a little reset. What about you? Yeah, same man. Uh, it's nice to take. I mean, we haven't taken a full break here, but you know, we're not getting crazy like we did during the season. You know, so it's nice to pace it down a little bit. But you know, trading this time of year can get tough right like people are waiting for the rookie draft to get here they're holding on to their rookie picks as tight as they can um they don't want to make any false moves i find it hard to really get things done because everyone's like there's there's no discounts everyone's paying full price you really have to start taking stands and you did something which i think is a really underutilized technique in dynasty and that's on sleeper in your league, you just went and started giving nicknames to some players. And you know what? A lot of, a lot of people say, a lot of people say, if you put these players on the trade blocks, it really diminishes their value. People will just automatically assume that you want to sell them for almost nothing, or um, they just won't even talk to you at all. And I get that. I totally get that. Um, Sleeper has this really cool function where you're allowed to give them nicknames. And what I noticed is that uh, more experienced players put, uh, their desired outcome on yeah. the on players that they have, so they'll be like uh, two uh, two firsts, you know, and they'll just put it out there, and it's it's kind of an auto. Uh, sometimes it's an auto accept. Sometimes a conversation starter, depending on where those firsts are. It's a, uh, but that's that's why I love Sleeper so much more than the other apps, is because it gives you the option. It has a chat right there. It has all the, the so much interface, so much gameplay within the app that uh, you might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if anyone hasn't seen this tweet that Matt put out on Twitter that kind of shows exactly what he did, please go to his Twitter, FFMadJester. Follow him if you're not already, because you should be. And you can actually see this in motion here. He even put up some of the trades that got done after he did this, where he gave all the nicknames. And, you know, a lot of people will say, like, you know, um, art of the deal. You never want to give up, like, too much leverage to your your trade partner, right, by, like, giving away what you're actually looking for. But when you're doing this with some of these bench assets, it's more just about, like, let me just get the draft pick and the roster spot that I know, like, some of these players are, aren't going to be on my roster in three months anyways. Like, you know, in some cases, is this you taking a little bit of a hit on the value for that player? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. But when we talk about what happens a year from now, you know, like it could be way different. We're taking stands on some players. Like one of them I see in here was like Dontavian Wicks, where you put half, half ish of a second and Dontavian Wicks popular name right now. People are getting really excited. That's a really easy, movable piece. And I mean, it is still taking a shot on a player like that. Like 
I, I like doing this where it's taking stands on players where there's a high range of outcomes and you're just saying like, I'll let you figure out if that's the right player. You know, I'm just going to take this little draft capital and, and keep making these moves. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to take a little bit of loss. Part of the, part of my thinking on it, <clears throat> I'm going to find this tweet. If you don't, if you don't mind giving me a second. Um, but the point was, okay, there it is. Uh, I said, I changed my fantasy players' nicknames on Sleeper to my flexible value ranges, and that was important to me, flexible value ranges. Within within 20 minutes, I cleared out eight bench spots through three package trades. Love scratching that off-season dynasty itch, never never too early to make room. And that that was important to me, never too early to make room. One thing that's really irked me is I was really, really big on Puka Nakua last year, and he was on waivers pre-season season in a few leagues that I really wanted him, but there are guys that I didn't know if I wanted to let go of rather than take all these new assets. And what I had was kind of, you know, kind of known assets and kind of unknown assets. And I, 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 I'm starting to realize the importance of having a few bench spots to work with rather than having, you know, Jerome Ford and Chase Brown at the very end of my bench at every single league. Yes, that is that is a very good idea to do that. But also, you want to condense even at a tiny bit of a loss just so you can keep taking on and keep churning. Churning is important. Um, so I was thinking about it and how I was going to present this on this episode. And it reminds me of, uh, I used to watch a show called Pawn Stars. You ever heard of that? I have. Okay. And it's the the it's a reality TV show. It's based in Vegas and it's a pawn shop and people bring all kinds of stuff in there. And then it's all about the negotiations and it's really fun. Uh, and one thing that I always thought through all these negotiations is kind of what ended up as what would be the right meeting ground. And I think I would get a, a deal done immediately with the, the guys in the shop is when they say they give you a value range of what they want. Let's say that they say uh, that you've got this, fish statue and it's worth two to three thousand we we might be able to get two to three thousand for it what i would say is okay just give me 50 percent of what you think the most you can get is so it's not even two thousand i'm not trying to argue on what like don't don't worry about like you know you might hold this under your shop for a year or two and and recoup your losses if you sell it for two thousand give me two thousand what i would say is why don't you go make some money on it? You know, worst case scenario for me is you get $3,000 the next day and I just gave it to you for $1,500. I'm not even going to be upset about that if it means that I'm clearing out bench space this early in the process. But 50% of the max value, I think is a very nice place to shoot for a max, for a, uh, for a package trade. So I did that with a bunch of my players. I, I put a, a few guys on the bun, on the, on the, on the block at the same time all by listing, by giving them nicknames. Can I read them out for you? Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, Andre Yoshivas, little bit of, little bit of pitter patter around the league about him. So I said, ha and these are all value ranges, half of a 25 right. third. Another thing that was important to me in this is that um, people want their 24 picks right now. Great. Mm -hmm. If you can feel better about keeping your 24 picks and give me your 25 picks and feel better about it. What I'm trying to do is make room for these incoming rookie picks that I already have set up. Yes. Spread so it out. very happy pushing these, pushing these 
a year or even two down the road, depending on the value that you get. So all of the things that I was asking for um, were for 2025 picks. So Andre Yoshivas, half-ish of a 25 third. Jameis Winston, I'm a New Orleans guy, so I got to say half-ish of a 25 second. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and I really hoped that nobody would take him, and nobody did. I I sold eight guys um, right off the bat, and none of them were him. And I'm okay with that. I understand that it's a weird value, especially with quarterbacks in a super flex league. So another one was AJ Dillon, half-ish of a 25 second, Rashad Bateman, half-ish of a 25 second. And if you want to just talk about those two guys, if somebody, you know, if you're in the right place and you want to get Rashad Bateman and AJ Dillon for a second, a whole year away, not this year's traffic, that, that seems like a very fair trade to me. But the half-ish leave, leaves it open. And it also leaves it open because some of these guys are not quite worth half of a 25 second to anybody, but some of them are worth a little bit more than a 25, half of a 25 second. And it was important to leave that open, but this really just gave a shout out to everybody in the league to let them know round about what I would look to do in a package trade. So AJ Dillon, half a 25 second, Rashad Bateman, half a 25 second, Jerome Ford, who I got offered in this league mid season, a second. And I didn't take it because I was competing and he was putting up 13.4 points per game, almost exactly every single week. week. (laughs) Yeah. So Jerome Ford in the off season. um, And that's what I'm going for. When I say half of a 25 second for Jerome Ford, his max value is probably a second, right? So so with this pawn stars idea, I'll take half of his max value. If you want to package him for somebody else who, you know, for the same idea, uh, Zach, Zach Evans, half ish of a 25 third. I was, he's a cut candidate, honestly, tank Bigsby half ish of a 25 second. Now I don't think he's worth half of a 25 second, but tank Bigsby because tank Bigsby was so bad. He was so inefficient this year, the actual worst, (laughs) but a year, two years ago, ETN got a year long injury in preseason. And at that point, I could probably get a second for Tank Bigsby. So that's the situation that I'm the situation that I'm looking at is what is his max value and how can I just package for half? Um, and the last one was Dontavian Wicks for half ish of a 25 second. <clears throat> and there was a few others, but in the next tweet, I said uh, I let them know that I was serious because there was a few guys that I said half of a 25 third, and um, I sold Darnell Mooney. Uh, Romeo Dobbs and Trey Palmer, all of them for a single third, because each one of those guys, Dobbs, Mooney, Palmer, worth maybe about a half of a, a 25 third, right? That's fine. They're all bench pieces. I, I pray that I never have to start any of them. So what I want to do is get them off my bench without having to drop them, because then you're going to mess with the league value, uh, value market anyway, just because you're dropping players that are like, oh, Dr- Mooney's on waiver wire. Like, I'm not going to buy Dubs. Well, okay. So, so it, and, and also by underselling these three guys for a single third, I did let them know that I was serious. And within the next 20 minutes, yep. I pulled off two more trades that made it worthwhile. So clearing out the old to make room for the new. Uh, and the other thing is, so when I say half ish of X for the, for each of these two players and they buy two of them, it's almost like a buy two get one half off sale. I was so if that. I, so yeah, yeah so yeah. if I so if I sell two okay and I'll go to the next you trade logo sales on your bench. 
It is a BOGO sale. It's almost, it's a bo it's a BOGO half off sale. So the next one is, um, somebody straight up offered me and I didn't, I didn't, uh, counter any of these because I, I said my true value people came close and that's good enough for me. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get some stuff done. So the next trade that came in was somebody sent me their 25 second and third for AJ Dillon, Jerome Ford and Dontavian Wicks. Now, all three of those guys were half of a 25 second for me. Right. So they added up two of those halves of 25 seconds and they sent me that. And then the third guy, they said, well, this guy, Dontavian Wicks, he's worth half of a 25 second for you. Let me give you 25 third. And I said, you know what? That's fine. It's almost, a, it's a, it's a, you pay the price for two that I'm asking and I'll give you the third one at a serious discount because what I'm yeah. doing, this is all packaging. This is all a, a, a grand scheme roster construction type of thing. Yeah. And there's so like, I took a lot on that one, but I'm happy with it. Yeah, there's there's some secondary effects to this that I think are important too, and why it can be okay to take a a loss and what is a minuscule trade like this is a not a big deal trade perceived loss. loss. You're right, perceived loss at this point on what is a small trade that really doesn't matter all that much. But you're what you're trying to do when you do something like this: retrade Mooney, Dubes, and Palmer for a third. One, it lets the league know that. You're down to trade. It's happening. Like you can send me your offers. We'll get a deal done right now. It does magic for yourself, but it also does some magic for the league. When the league sees these things happening, everyone gets a little bit tingly, wants to make some moves, you know, gets the, the, the juice is flowing. Now that may mean that they start trading with each other and you're not involved in some of the good trades that go down, but it could also mean that, Hey, they come look at the rest of your roster and you find it. They find a trade that you think is, Hey, I was dealing with like these small little assets before well i just got this big time trade that i really like because someone saw that i'm down to negotiate it's the off season everybody knows that it's slow they know that you're serious they know that you're on the app currently and some of them might think that you're an idiot which is fine you don't Let them want to exactly it's not important to be the smartest guy in the room and it's it's detrimental to let people know that you think you're the smartest guy in the room. You want to be a good partner. Like the thing about if you want to get a recurring partner and, and take this to whatever aspect of life that you want it. If you want a recurring partner, you want to keep your partner happy and you want to satisfy your partner's needs. Right. Well so, yeah. So if, if they want to take Mooney, if, if somebody has just got, if somebody shot, if this guy shot up his roster, he, he decimated it. He tried to go for it all now, uh, two years ago. And then this year also, and it's just, he's, de he's de devoid of future capital. He's devoid of starters. He might start Mooney and Dobbs. Like it might happen and it might, it, it might help him because of his specific situation. And that, if that makes him happy, that makes me happy and taking a loss on it makes me happy because it makes him happy. But it also makes me happy because it got me two more deals lined up back to back because everybody wants to deal with the sucker. And if you know what your game is and you're confident in it, then it's okay to play the sucker. And it's okay to be seen as the sucker. And as soon as I did that deal, I, I got some of those eyes emojis on the trade being like, what is this idiot doing? That's okay. You know what? I am an idiot. I am. It's okay. And send me more of these trades because out of all these guys, um, let's list them all out. Bigsby, Zach Evans, AJ Dillon, Jerome Ford, Dontavian Wicks, Darnell Mooney, 
Romeo Dobbs, Trey Palmer. I hope that I never have to start any of them. <laughs> right. Right. So if, if I can not even have rookie picks for this year, but rookie picks for a year forward, then I can do my starting roster and I can try and compete this year. And I can make sure that I have a second in my pocket to save for a player that I can use mid season if I'm competing and I had three thirds. So if I have some more Darnell Moonies or some more Romeo Dobbs that I wasn't able to get rid of, now I have thirds to add to them if they pop during the season to get the second that I actually want mm-hmm. for them that I'd never get. So it's just a lot of fluidity. Um, it's just, it's room to work. There's no urgency in anything that I received. It's just cash in pocket, cash in hand, which is worth more to me than players that I, I want to take shots on right now because I've got a really very good bench and a very good starting roster in this league. I'm not looking to add anything. All I'm looking to add is cash that I can possibly use down the stretch or really cash that I can use in many different ways when it matters later. And what I really like here, what the thing, the like last thing that sticks out for me when it comes to doing something like this is that you did go for those futures. And I know you kind of hit on it before uh, and I'm coming back to it now, but the future seconds, the 25 seconds, because yeah, if this ends up as like the two eleven in one of these trades, like, well, that's okay. But if this ends up as the two one, boy, did you win the trade, you know, and you're willing to take that variability in what happens with the pick because the, the worst side of it is still okay for the actual trade, but the best side of it is like a huge win. And most likely, since I have a stacked roster and because I have a stacked bench, that second is probably worst case scenario for any of this, right? Let's say Dontavian Wicks goes off because I love that dude. I'm going to miss him. It's my only share. I got him off the waiver wire, which is another way that you have to look at these things. Things are worth what they're worth, but you also have to remember how you got them. So it, in this league, I got... Um, I got Trey Palmer off the waiver wire. I got Dentavian Wicks off the waiver wire. I got Jerome Ford off the waiver wire. And you have to think about that. Like it's all found money. Yeah. But the other thing is, let's say that worst case scenario is your team gets a ton of injuries and you absolutely need to get next year's Jerome Ford at 13.4 points per game, right? Well, let's say Nick Chubb gets hurt again and Jerome Ford is that guy again this year, 13.4 points per game. I'll just buy him back for that second that I just yeah. got. He's not he's not moving up to be more expensive than that. Right. He's not going to he's not going to move into a first. So basically so basically I cleared out eight guys and the worst case scenario is that I buy one of them back for the best piece that I got back. Is that I buy the best one that I gave away for the best piece that I got in return. But I get to do that while playing with eight extra bench pieces. And Puka yeah. Nakua might be in there next year. <laughs> you know who else might right. be in the next year? Jerome Ford um Dontavian Wicks and Trey Palmer all of whom I got off the waiver wire you know so it's just it's it's just a it's a game theory play more than it was a stance on any of these and I and when I put this up I got a lot of responses on Twitter saying wow you undersold these guys wow these are bad deals hey I gotta be honest these are bad deals for you sure they are unless you look at the grand scheme of things and you look at the yeah. you know, the gameplay about it and to say the worst thing that I lost is something that I'm gonna be able to buy back when I need to exactly I, I love it so much this was great um everybody out there if you're not following matt on twitter like i said earlier please do so ff mad jester uh one of the better 
strategists, I would say, when it comes to this. Uh, Matt is known as not being necessarily a player-take guy, focuses on the market, and he does it really well. So please follow him if you want to get all that. Also, you can follow his show with friend of JWB, Nate, poll vote for the Dynasty Diehards. Um, definitely go check them out as well. For me, you can follow me at YB underscore FF. You can follow JWB at JWB underscore FF. In the description of this video, you'll find the link to our free Discord, to our Patreon. If you follow all of our bonus content, you're not on Underdog yet. You can sign up with code JWB for a first-time deposit match up to $100. Please like, subscribe, follow absolutely everywhere, here especially, but we're everywhere, every social platform, every streaming place. Appreciate all of you. We'll see you next time.